Welcome everyone. This is Glenda Dawson and I have the cute little moon girl with me. <laughs> You're watching the Paranormal Dolls. Thank you for following us. Thank you for watching. Thank you for supporting us. And today we have a great guest, correct? Moon girl? Of course. He's amazing. <laughs> Welcome, Chris. How are you? Good. How are you? Doing great. Um, why don't you tell us about yourself so then the audience can get to know you if they don't already. Uh, my name is Chris Bufamonte. I am a professional film actor. Uh, I wrote a book. I'm a musician. I'm a professional dancer and just a long list of other talents that I have. I'm that. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so, um, typical Pythagorean man. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. People sometimes would uh, call me like a Renaissance man or something. Yes. Whatever that means. <laughs> oh, boy, that's funny. So, um, what have you been up to? Well, lately I have like a lot of projects going on at once. Um, one of them being a film actor. Uh, it's a very, it's, it's kind of a busy life. If you, if, you, if you know what you're doing, if you got a lot to offer, people will see that. And if you keep going at it, people are gonna recognize that. And if you network and you know, you get your foot in the door enough and you keep applying you'll start getting parts, you know, and, and it seems like that's been working for me. And I've been getting a lot of parts lately and really becoming a natural at it, I guess you'd say. Good. Congratulations. Um, so tell us about some of your, the stuff that you have done already. All right. Uh, so I've been in quite a few different things. I've been in I've been a vampire in a movie for Bagora Films. Okay. I've been uh, a lead camp counselor uh, for a movie that's still in the works, uh, Friday the 13th film, mm -hmm. uh, also by Bagora Films, uh, a Crow fan film. I've been in, uh, I've been the lead role as a husband for some YouTube thing. Uh, you know, you get stuff here and there um, some I've been an extra in quite a few different things, supporting roles here and there. Uh, it's really interesting. It's really fun. Uh, I've also have done some action acting, so it's almost like some stuntman work uh, for a couple different films. Because uh, I do a lot of parkour and uh, a lot of stuff like that. Okay. So I kind of have that build and that uh, thing going for me as well. Good, good. Now you were saying that dancer, um, have you been, have you ever gotten a dancing? Okay, so I've actually been in quite a few dance performances. Okay. Um, here in the Houston area, there's community dance projects that people can get involved in. If you just mm -hmm. really get involved in community dance uh, groups and just keep attending, uh, and if you're good enough, of course, uh, you'll get recognized. Mm -hmm. And it kind of started, um, people would come up to me at, at these groups and these meetups, and they would ask, are you a professional dancer? And over and over, I'd have to tell them, no. <laughs> but eventually, <laughs> an offer popped up, and I was like, you know what? This is my calling, you know? And I just went for I it. I am a dancer. No. <laughs> I am a professional dancer, you know? I am a dancer. And I went for it and I did really good. Um, and that was, I guess, like three or four years ago, maybe. And since then, I've been on at least six or seven different uh, professional dance performances um, where you're dancing in front of like a large crowd of people, sometimes at events, sometimes at like uh, theaters. Mm -hmm. um, there's different ways to be a professional dancer. It's mainly uh, modern and contemporary dance is what I do. Mm -hmm. um, I've worked with different choreographers, such as Adam Castaneda, I believe his name is pronounced. He's a local Houston uh, dance choreographer. 
uh, as well as there's this one guy who's actually danced on Broadway for a long time. He's worked with Disney for a while. His name's Evan Johnson. Um, he's a really uh, well-known in New York, I suppose, um, and different areas, I suppose, of the dance community. He's uh, really great. Um, yeah, he's 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 probably the top choreographer I've worked with, and that was at a haunted house. Uh, that choreography, yeah, that choreography was intense because mm. the music he chose, um, everything about the costume design, the makeup, everything we were doing was just such a different level. So Evan Johnson, he was really great. Um, I played. Uh, the lead role in one of those particular it's like a almost like a, a play or like a short it was a i wouldn't say it's necessarily a just dance because there's other stuff involved like a lot of props um it was more performing arts and i actually did aerial poop in that performance so oh, that sounds fun yeah is i was i'm a professional aerial poop performer as well so it's it's really love fun. it it's definitely dangerous. I highly recommend people, if they want to try it out, take classes, um, take precaution. You can easily break your neck uh, if you don't do it right. Um, spinning upside down, swinging from a metal hoop, it's really dangerous. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for most of us that are down here, we see it and we're like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It looks, I'm sure it looks. <laughs> scary because it is scary but the thing is like my whole life mm -hmm. i had it's like this internal mission to conquer all my fears okay. like, i want to conquer all my fears so i spend my life doing the things i'm afraid to do uh skating is great for that um parkour just climbing and just being very dangerous all around uh of course, with certain precautions, but learning to be brave, learning to mm -hmm. have faith in times of fear. Mm -hmm. you know, it's yeah. being brave and uh, you can't live in fear. That's my way of life. I mean, you can live the way you want, but I don't want to live in fear. So Me I neither. do the things I'm afraid to do. I take leaps of faith. You know, mm -hmm. I get involved. I, I do what I got to do to get to where I want to be. Yeah. Now, you also dabble in the metaphysical and the paranormal. So yeah. you want to tell us a little bit about that stuff? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so I would say all throughout my life, I've experienced a lot of magical things. Uh, I'm not just saying like, oh, what a coincidence. I'm saying like, whoa, did I just levitate kind of thing? It's like, how, how do I explain that? How do I believe what I just did, you know? How and, to convince others, <laughs> that uh, might be it. And how to convince others. That's, I think that's like the, what <laughs> makes people really dive in actually. Um, not being able to explain what just happened yeah. and not being able to convince people that it really happened. It kind of makes people want to, when, it, when you do go through something spiritual, it makes you want to look into it. It makes you want to really educate yourself on how to understand the reality of it and like how real it is and the vocabulary of it. Um, just being able to explain what happened in a confident and knowledgeable way, uh, it really, um, it makes you more confident. First of all, it helps you believe that it did happen, uh, but it also, it's 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 strange. It's like the validation is sometimes that just blocking us from just being ourselves. But yes, um, if you're a magical person, you understand. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, very true. Very true. There was this time, I would say like six or five or six or seven years ago, I went through what a lot of people call a spiritual awakening, mm -hmm. where Basically, I started experiencing a lot of different epiphanies and a lot of spiritual activity and a lot of uh, kind of just a wake up call. So uh, there's this that term spiritual awakening. I feel like a lot of people use it 
and a lot of people have different definitions of it. Um, I've heard people say that their spiritual awakening, when they had it, they had a dream or something along the lines of a dream or a vision uh, where they saw a ball of light exploding and it just, they woke up and they just felt like an epiphany or something. I've heard that a lot. Um, I've also heard um, people just t saying they came, they went through a realization that um, their life is not what they wanted it to be or some, some near-death experience or something like that. And sometimes it's just all the above, you know? Mm -hmm. It's oftentimes, I think it's all the above. Um, but with that being said, I personally think the, uh, on a grander scale, uh, what a spiritual awakening is, is when people stop denying uh, who they truly are, what they truly are, they stop denying that those magical things uh, happened. They stop uh, working against themselves and they start working more and flow with who they truly are instead of letting gaslighting or um, whatever it is you were taught when you're younger that's real and not real. Instead of letting that into your mind and in your heart, just create your own belief system, uh, create uh, your own life, follow your own heart and, and do what you think is true, you know, do what makes you happy, do what makes, uh, makes you you, and stop believing, even if you trust those people, just for a moment, just do what, do what's good for you, uh, do what you know will be your happiest life, and that's kind of what I ended up doing, um, other than, of course, a long other list of things that made me go through the spiritual process, uh, which I'll, I'll talk about. Um, but yeah, I started doing things that made me happy. I started developing my own belief system instead of listening to uh, the supposed to's in life. You know, you're supposed to be like this when you're this age. You're supposed to be like this because of your gender. You're supposed to dress like this. You're supposed to do this because of this, this, and this. Get away from that. Do you. What is your calling? What is your dream? What do you think about? Mm -hmm. um, when we're younger, we have these dreams that we want to be this, we want to be that. And oftentimes people will tell you that's impossible or that's never going to happen or yeah, right. Or that's not real or realistic. And a lot of people believe that. A lot of people believe those gaslights. And what I ended up doing, and a lot of people I know ended up doing now, um, we basically, what we need to do is take a step back from the supposed to's, because they're talking about their opinions and based on their own life experience. And they have different dreams, and they, they're they only going to tell you what they think is possible from their point of view. Um, so if you have a dream of maybe being a rock star or a novelist, or an, a film actor, uh, some sort of movie star, don't think it's impossible. Don't just say, oh, it's impossible because I'm ugly, or, or I'm a guy, or a, a girl, or whatever. Uh, you got to believe in the impossible if you want to achieve the impossible. You know, you got to believe that anything is possible if you want to achieve that impossible thing. You got to be a little bit crazy, you know? Um, so you're going to you're going to have these dreams as a kid, these childhood dreams and that inner child's going to have these dreams. And you got to somehow reach back to those to those dreams and just start pursuing them. You're an adult now. Um, whoever's watching, you're probably an adult, I hope. <laughs> um, and if you had these childhood dreams that people told you that was totally impossible or not realistic. Well, guess what? It's totally possible. It's totally realistic. Just pursue them. Follow your dreams. That's what they're there for. They weren't just there for like entertainment. That's not what your dreams are there for. They're not entertainment. They're there for you to chase. Mm -hmm. They're there because that's literally your purpose. Your God-given purpose is to chase that dream. It's not random. There's no such thing as a random dream. Um, yeah. 
<laughs> Sorry, I went off on a tangent there. No, that's okay. You now, know, mentioned, oh, go ahead, Glenda. It, it's that uh, programming that they all put you in the little box. Yeah. And and you you need in order to really be successful and evolve, and especially right now, so you got to bring those those walls down and just do your own thing, basically. Yeah. Um, anything is possible. Right. Straight up. You can make money doing literally anything. Mm -hmm. Literally anything. You just got to keep doing it, get good at it, and you'll start making money doing it. <laughs> um, a lot of people resort to corporate jobs. Uh, they go straight into college after high school, um, thinking that's what they're supposed to do. That's the norm. And that their dream is just unrealistic because I don't know. But it's possible pursue it it's possible you know anything is possible if you want to make money playing video games you can do that now mm -hmm. it's a thing a lot of people do it if you want to make money uh decorating christmas trees that's a job i don't know what it's called but it's a job and people <laughs> will pay you to do it if you're good mm -hmm. practice you know now you said oh sorry go no you're good um, now you said you've had paranormal experiences. Do you want to uh, maybe oh, tell yeah. us a little bit about those? Okay, so around my spiritual awakening time, I started having interesting dreams, and so I started keeping a dream journal. And basically, I I didn't really understand anything about the spirit. I actually didn't even believe in God at that time. Um, I just I just was writing and keeping a journal, a journal. So I was keeping a dream journal. And one day I was sitting at this desk actually in a different place, of course. And I remember seeing the journal just right in front of me and it blew open or something. And I just remember seeing this like line in the journal and it just looked kind of poetic. And, I'm, and I did a double take. I'm like, wait a minute. Let me see that and I look at it because dreams are very chaotic sometimes, you know, mm -hmm. it just doesn't make sense. It's no, there's no logic. It's just you just write down like, OK, a rose and then fell and then I fell and then I forgot or something. I don't know. Dreams can be confusing and right. very hard to remember. Uh, but if you just write down a little bit anyways, so I got this dream journal going. I, I look at it. I'm like, wow, that looks like poetry, you know. It almost looks symbolic, like what I just wrote. And I'm like, wait a minute. What if I read it as if it was a poem instead of just crazy, chaotic, you know, an experience in my mind or something? Right. So I started reading it like it was, and I started thinking about it as if it was. And I was like, what if it, I could read it as a poem and then translate, you know, interpret it like a poem? symbolically metaphorically and get a message out of it and sure enough that's that i started a new journal right and i called it the dream analysis log okay. and i started like being like a little detective or something trying to figure out what this is thinking i'm coming up with something new and sure enough i was getting messages i was getting messages from my dreams and i was like what the and I started looking back and shared off more messages and they applied to my life. And uh, the more I did this, you know, the more I made sense of my dreams. And the more you write down your dreams, the moment you wake up, even if it's like you wake up and you, you completely forgot, but you do have a sense of feeling like, okay, I, I felt like I met a person and I was sad. Write that down. That's something. Start there. And then the next time you write, when next time you have a dream, you wake up for some reason, since you did that, your dream recall is what it's called. Your dream recall will last a little bit longer. So you'll be able to uh, remember or recall exactly what happened, just a little bit of what happened, not exactly, um, in your dream world. And then you can write down a little more and you'll get better at it. And eventually your dream recall will get so good to the point where your recollection and of what just happened will be so vivid and so uh, descriptive to the point where it's literally no different than having a real memory in this world. So your memories will literally become uh, 
from the dream world. And they'll be just as vivid, just they'll stick just as well. I, I still have uh, memories of a lot of dreams that I've had. Um, I could just recall it the same way I recall meeting you, uh, Moon Girl. I, I, it's like a dream, you know, it's like I now can recall things just as well. And anyways, so as I'm making more sense of these dreams, uh, poetically, you know, in a real sense, and as I'm uh, being able to recall the dreams better, what ends up happening is I become extremely lucid while I'm in the dreams because it's becoming um, more sensible. It starts to make more sense. The dream itself, when I'm in it, becomes more understandable because of the dream interpretation. It becomes more logical. It starts to make more sense to me. Um, the use of my mind and my memories and being able to think logically and recall things it starts to kind of it the the lines start to blur right between the dream worlds and the waking worlds and as a result i become extremely lucid in these dreams and if you look into maybe the bible or um any book on fairies the occult mysticism shamanism you'll learn that the dream world is a place to find uh, and talk to. Basically, it's like the spirit world. Mm -hmm. It's basically like the spirit world. You can meet angels, you can meet dragons, you can talk to loved ones who have passed away, uh, you can open portals, you mm -hmm. can do anything. You can fly, shapeshift, um, literally go to, into, jump into paintings. Uh, it, there's a lot, there's a very, uh, hard to distinguish line between the astral plane and the uh, lucid dream world. It's essentially the same thing. Uh, with that being said, this world, the waking physical world is no different. It's, and that's, that's the crazy part. It's technically no different uh, because you're gonna feel the same feelings you feel in the dream world when you become lucid enough. This is just the world we're lucid in right now. Mm -hmm. Anyways. So I went on this journey where I'm essentially becoming a multi-dimensional traveler uh, because of that. And it's a lot like Harry Potter. So Harry Potter, he goes from the muggle world to the wizarding world. And the transition is it's different in, in different ways. He, get, he gets there in different ways. Um, but he remembers things from... The muggle world as if it's just a normal memory like it's a part of his life and then he gets to the muggle world and he remembers the wizarding world as if it's just a part of his life mm -hmm. and that's kind of how um it was for me it's a lot like that except there was no flying car <laughs> there was and i it was more like go to bed wake up somewhere else you know in the middle of like a plot usually <laughs> it's like consciousness can transfer um right. With that being said, when things are like that are happening with you, you it helps to read books um, and watch videos on how how it works and what exactly it, is it called and who else is going through it and how are they dealing with it? What have they tried and what's dangerous out there? Because there are demons out there. There are harmful spiritual entities out there and that you can't see them but they're there um same thing with angels same thing with uh very neutral beings uh some are benevolent uh, benevolent mm -hmm. uh, some are trying to get you some are <laughs> trying to help you you know some are trying to drag you to their realm of a living hell mm -hmm. and some are trying to guide you to your own personal heaven because they're trying to help you Right. And you got to be really careful with who you work with. Uh, be very careful with what you say because your words are magic. Uh, you are creating your reality. Uh, everything you say is definitely be being, uh, it's like a script. You're creating your own script when you say things. Um, when you describe a person, you are essentially uh, reinforcing and altering your own perception on that person. So when you uh, meet somebody, 
and you say they were mean or they were evil and the reality is you're just in a bad mood but you're saying that and you say that enough eventually when you meet them they will be mean they will be evil and you will definitely perceive it that way and you will believe it more than ever and the reason that is is because you created them your perception on them that way you redefine them you can redefine anything and anyone especially yourself so the way you talk about yourself is extremely important uh, the things you say to yourself is extremely important and it will affect your entire life. Uh, don't have negative self-talk. Don't talk down in yourself. Um, believe in the impossible. Like I said, talk highly of yourself. Um, be careful what you say. Be careful what you think. Uh, there's different forms of magic uh, having to do with thought and words and incantations um emotions eventually you'll learn how to control your emotions like emotional maturity but you can take that to a new level and start uh getting into energy work you know and extending your energy outside your hand you know and mm -hmm. and combining that with words and emotions that you just invoked into your mind through a memory anyways and, and going into your matrix and fixing whatever <laughs> lines are not properly fixed and right. all that other stuff. Yes. Right. I've, I've been blessed to be able to do that. Um, but it's true what you say. I mean, Mungo and I both have known that words are a thing and <laughs> very powerful. Mm -hmm. uh, you could either make, make something and raise its vibration or you could bring it down and, you know, decrease yourself with it because mm -hmm. that's what people don't understand so now um have you been able to experience um ghosts, ghosts in yeah. the conscious world the conscious world yes yes so the more you start to uh increase your senses of an awareness of the beyond worlds um, the more you'll start to develop uh, clairvoyance and clairaudience and the beyond senses or the clair senses, is, you know, that psychics and mediums oftentimes will be using. Um, eventually, you'll start to learn telepathy, um, how to um, decipher the voice in your head, basically, and learning how to connect with other people's emotions um, as an empath. Um, and then learning how to turn those feelings into words and pictures. Um, and then you can literally reverse it. And that's when it becomes more of a warfare. But um, what I'm saying is, uh, yeah, I've seen, I've definitely seen quite a few ghosts. I've definitely uh, seen some uh, different things like uh, milky apparitions in my room. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a time during my spiritual awakening area when I first started changing my life i had uh christmas lights look kind of like now um strung all around the corners of my room mm -hmm. and i liked it i just liked the idea of it but as a result i ended up realizing that it was extremely practical for everything that i was doing because i noticed it was like a it was like a doorbell it was like a like a indication when someone walks through a door at a business there's like a little bell that it's like ding ding someone's coming through so as a result whenever uh, i was doing all these studies and meditating and doing all the energy work uh raising my vibrations doing all the dream uh dream work and working with uh angels and, and gods and goddesses and, and god and my higher self and all that stuff when you start really researching constantly filling your mind with this stuff and learning about it um it increases the likelihood of you witnessing um all this stuff and you're gonna increase your beyond senses and when you actually do the spiritual exercises in the book the, whatever book you're reading that's for psychic abilities or whatever when you actually do in the exercises and daily you know meditate guided meditations and lucid dreaming and all the work what you're essentially doing is 
you're leveling yourself up to be like a supernatural being. And when you get to that point where you're a supernatural being with essentially superpowers, um, you start witnessing ghosts and apparitions. You start being able to see things clear as day. You'll start being able to use your abilities in a more practical sense um, in that and whatnot. So, yeah, I would start seeing things and there would be like a, and there was times there was like a milky apparition of like a, a, a ghostly figure that would just like cross my room and I would just like hear like this, like almost like an air conditioning, <laughs> like a wind and you suddenly everything just your, your spine gets like, you feel the uh, electromagnetic field, you, right. every, all your hairs will stand up and you'll just be like, you'll just immediately focus on it and just watch it cross the room, you know, but if you're, I highly recommend to anyone who practices it, put up some Christmas lights, string it all the way around the room. So you'll, whenever you see a flicker, there's a good chance something is entering from that spot and you'll mm -hmm. see like an isolated flicker from just brand new Christmas lights. That's not normal. Mm. Um, and it's just a good indication to look in that direction because th they have this field that can literally uh, create a disturbance in small lights like Christmas lights. So well, I have those small Christmas lights in my bigger room where we do the mediumship development classes for that reason. Wow. I just naturally <laughs> accidentally did it. Like you created this whole thing. Was you like, just knew. You just knew. <laughs> it was just, I like the Christmas lights. It's like, yeah. oh, it looked pretty. It's an art project. Sure enough, it kind of just went perfectly with what I was yeah. doing in life. I was like, oh, how, how convenient, you know? <laughs> Synchronicity. Yeah. yeah. Now, I, I have you. Demons, but I'll talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. Go for it. No, I'm not talking about the demons. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you about a vaguely talk. You, talk to you about some some of that, but um, don't do magic that's not good. <laughs> if you do, okay, if you're gonna do magic, don't don't just randomly do a spell for some selfish reasons. You gotta have a little more of an outline to it. I've made that mistake um before uh, yeah. and it almost cost me my life so there are if you do a, a spell to make yourself um more tr attractive right if you want to do a spell that makes yourself more attractive mm -hmm. and maybe you do some candle magic combined with such and such and if you don't like specify on what being or entity that you want to work with for that spell during the spell, mm -hmm. then what will happen is suddenly you'll get a hell demon that's basically a succubus that literally will enter your dreams, um, violate you in a very inappropriate way. <laughs> and, yeah. And then and there are male and female, by the way. Yes. The it's like give us and give us, yes. <laughs> so they will, that's a thing, they will carry to you through the, into this world and they will drain you. They will drain your energy. Your car will have no gas. Your bank account will suddenly have no money in it. You will feel a constant, uh, being like you're being violated, just nonstop. Like you're being constantly violated. You'll wake up feeling violated you'll, you'll <laughs> walk around feeling violated it is extremely disturbing mm -hmm. and they will completely ruin your life yeah um that being said it's not just a spell of attraction any spell at all make sure you work with someone specific do not just leave it as an open because anybody uh, will come in. It's an open invitation for an anyone. Open invitation for anybody. Okay. You have to be specific with who you're working with. Otherwise, you're not going to get the goddess Aphrodite to help you. If you don't say Aphrodite, you're going to get a demon who's like, okay, this guy just wants to be attractive. First come, first serve. I'm in. It's like, oh, I beat Aphrodite there. I'm going to drag this guy to hell. It's literally how it is. You gotta be specific with who you're working with uh, when you do magic. 
Right. <laughs> Period. And that's I'm not going to go into the story behind it because I don't want to manifest anything. That's <laughs> no, okay. Um, I'm not trying to do that again. It was a living nightmare, literally. So, it, your experience and touching about it is enough there. So. Yeah, that's, I think that's 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 covering enough of it. Right. Let's just say, and if anyone does get into that position where they accidentally invoke a uh, succubus or incubus mm -hmm. um, from from hell, because there's a difference between a demon on the plains of Earth versus a hell demon. There's a difference. Mm -hmm. Hell demons are so much worse. They will literally, they there's no way to work with them. It's all, well, all there is, but anyways, if you ever get in this position where you are, when you have a succubus or an On this plane who is actually secretly a succubus or or secretly an incubus i highly recommend the best thing you can do is become uh get closer to god get closer to the light uh be the be the un uh be the be like a virus doesn't when it doesn't want its host like you gotta be like the uh, intolerable host like mm -hmm. give it nothing give it nothing do not give it what it wants. Um, essentially, you would have to practice chastity and abstinence and stuff and constantly get close to God. Demons hate that. Demons hate when you don't give them what they want, first of all. Demons hate positivity. Demons hate angels. Demons hate God. They hate the light. Just be the thing they, that's so repulsive to them that they just they have to head for the hills. They have to get out of there. Um, the light fights the darkness and the darkness fights the light. So remember that um, like in Pokemon, you know, the grass type Pokemon, the weakness is the fire. We'll just burn it and instantly kill it. Right. Water to fire. Right. Uh, use the light in the dark. Be smart about it. If you're fight, if you have too much darkness in your life, bring on some more light. Go to church. Read the Bible. Right. Read, I don't know. Do what you got to do. Um, Work with light beings, right? Mm -hmm. uh, if you have too much light in your life, which is totally possible, um, it can be toxic. Uh, an imbalance is just toxic. It doesn't matter which imbalance it is. If there's an imbalance, you're going to have some toxicity. You got to have balance, period. Uh, so if you want to study the occult, if you want to study something a little dark, you need to fill yourself up with a bunch of light. And if you want to take on some darkness. Otherwise, the darkness will consume you, and you'll go down. There's got to be a balance. Mm -hmm. Now, have you always been interested in um, the metaphysical and the occult and paranormal since you were a child, or was this after your spiritual awakening? What's a spiritual awakening? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I've always been interested, always. Um, everything from just hearing stories and, and like books to watching movies, uh, everything. Whether if it's watching superhero movies or uh, cartoons even, like it's always been an interest to me. Hmm. Always. Very good. Very good. So um, basically you, when you look for answers, you look at Google or you search for, a master or a mentor? Um, so there's so many different ways to get answers. Mm -hmm. um, whether if it's interpreting your dreams mm -hmm. or uh, searching for a mentor, uh, whether if it's on the spiritual plane of just the unseen world or uh, someone who looks like they got that, you know, mastered. Whatever you're trying to do, if you want to say, uh, an acting master, you go to an acting coach, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, technically, you can go to like a god of deception, but that would be very, uh, that would be that's frowned upon, right? That's <laughs> that's like not the best idea, it's not very straightforward. You would have to communicate with them in their language, so, um. 
it's I wouldn't recommend that. Uh, you can easily read a book. So if you just Google like a book, like on whatever you're trying to learn, mm -hmm. or honestly, if you really want something or if you really want to know about something, uh, it will come to you. Like you can just go on social media and sure enough, an ad for it will be there. Or someone will message you somehow or call you out of nowhere and it's manifesting. If you really, really want something and you just allow the universe to bring it to you or have some sort of a platform for them to bring it for you, to you, it will happen. And uh, yeah. so the answers come in all different directions, depending on what you're looking for or what you're trying to learn, the answers will come. Uh, if you have a question, you're going to get an answer. If you have an answer, that's another thing. You're going to get a question. If, because So if you have all the tools and all the keys and you, you fill your mind with all these answers, suddenly you're going to have all these tests. Like when a teacher at school, uh, when they want to teach you something, they don't just give you the test. They don't just give you the answers. First, they give you the answers. And then what follows the answers? The test. The test follows the answers. Always. The quiz, the pop quiz, everything. And that's exactly how life is. You're gonna life is itself is a school, and you're just if you learn anything in in life, you're gonna get tested on it. You're gonna be able to apply it, and and that's when you that's the real test. Yeah. Now, can you tell us a little bit about your upcoming projects you have um, coming up for you, like your acting roles and stuff, right? Or anything really? I also wrote a book. Yes. Okay, so I wrote a novel uh, not long after I started experiencing a lot of this dream, uh, lucid dreaming and all that stuff. So I wrote, I realized it would make a really great story. So I was like, you know what? I could help a lot of people if I just made this into a book. But I realized, like, maybe I don't want to make it into a, like, a, a you know, nonfiction, like, book about me I want to make it to a fictional novel and the reason I wanted to do that is because there's so much room to be creative and do whatever you want when it's a fictional novel so I basically took a lot of my life experience of the dream interpretation and and going through the awakening process and having to leave a bunch of toxic people and re basically reclaim your life uh, yeah, I took that experience and I turned it into a, a fictional book, a very realistic, realistic fictional book. Um, basically, like, so it's considered realistic fiction. Um, the character goes through something very similar. It's all the doubts, all the uh, discovery, everything from walking away to forgiving. It's all in the book. It's got a lot. It's got romance. It's got magic. It's got mystery. It's not predictable. It's got mental health struggles. It's got doubts and it's got faith. It's got redemption. It's got everything. It's got heartbreak. It's got everything in the book. And uh, so the book should be out next year. Okay. What's the name year. of it? It's called The Lightworker's Journey and Speaking of Dreams. Okay. Yep. Looking forward to it. I will yeah. be on tour next year. It'll be great. <laughs> yes. Well, you have to come back when uh, when you have that out to promote it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I also do music. I have uh, multiple albums out. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a one-man band, pretty much. So I do all the instruments and all the mixing, all the producing. Uh, mm -hmm. It's on Spotify, iTunes everything literally all the streaming platforms not soundcloud i don't think it's on soundcloud what kind of music is it it's like alternative uh pop rock okay. so it sounds a lot like blink 182. oh nice um, yeah i've i've heard it people constantly tell me it's like oh you sound like blink 182 but more alternative or like a lot like jimmy eat world so it's really cool uh how i basically sound like some of my favorite bands and that's it's just a really good feeling so mm -hmm. like dreams come true don't ever don't ever uh think they don't dreams definitely come true um try not to live a nightmare you know because you are creating this dream technically you're lucid dreaming right now 
and this is your dream. Uh, so everything you say is going to come true. Everything you constantly think about will come true. Uh, everything you work towards will come true. Whatever you invest your energy in will, you know, it's what you're feeding. And that's what's going to grow into your life. That will dominate your life. So just feed the right dream, feed the right thoughts. Um, yeah, so the book is called The Lightworker's Journey and Speaking of Dreams. It'll be out next year. Right now it's 2013 or yeah, 2023. Yes. <laughs> Time travel, sorry. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. The music um, is my, my artist's name is Finding Polaris. So like finding Polaris, like the North Star. Mm -hmm. So check it out. It would be really cool if you could support me on that. Yeah, I perform live sometimes um, when I have time uh, here in the city. Uh, some upcoming films I will be in. Uh, there's a film called Bear in the Underworld uh, by Lion and Tiger. Uh, productions they have been really great to me they have a lot to offer uh i'm looking forward to acting as uh the supporting character his name's otto otto is a best friend to john bear I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that i will be in the valley for that film so i will i may just run into you sir i actually talked to uh, albert yesterday so i may just run into you guys <laughs> You better. You better. If you think about it, you probably will. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I will. <laughs> I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure you will. <laughs> um, there's some other movies I'm going to be in. There's a movie called The Big Tipper. Um, that's here in Houston. It's kind of a short film. We're still looking for a location on, on where to film that at. Just the right location. Bring him to the valley. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> that's kind of a far. Yeah, that's kind of far. Yeah, his name's, I think, Robert Tartell or something like that. I have to double check. But he's a great guy. Um, I'm doing a couple different photo shoots, upcoming photo shoots. Um, one of them I cannot talk about. Uh, okay. but It's secrets. I, yeah, it's, it's confidential. You got to keep it confidential. Yeah. Uh, another one I can talk about. It's uh, very soon. It's for like a, a running ca a running catalog or something. Uh, so I'll be like a, a runner for some clothing catalog or something. It, nice. It's really great. It's because I am a runner, so I do like to run and uh, exercise. So I fit that role pretty well. Um, yeah, I I. I believe there's a couple other things maybe i think i gotta i didn't write it down but i think there's a tv show coming up um that i definitely and got my foot in the door on yeah. um, just a lot a few little things here and there that i'm looking forward to um and probably gonna blow it's probably gonna blow up they're probably not as little as i think they are um but yeah okay so, can you tell us a little bit about um about the what's it called again? I'm sorry, the bear movie or John Bear or what's it called? Uh, yes, Bear in the Underworld. Yes, yes. I'm sorry. Oh, it's, it's okay. Um, I can't tell you too much about it, but from <laughs> what I've already read, uh, the script is phenomenal. The script is, it's really good. It's really good. It's got drama in it. It's pretty action packed, and the plot is is really good. It's not, it's not like one of those generic plots. It's like something you don't see every day, you know? Um, we've got a great great cast so far that I know, um, so far in the movie. I don't think it's fully casted just yet, but it, I believe it will be, uh, we'll be shooting the, the film early next year. Yes, and um, this is the one in the valley, right? Yes. Yes, and the amazing writer Albert. He's a really great writer. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah, I worked with him before. Yeah, yeah. He's a he's a good friend of mine. So I'm, he's you're in good hands with him. I believe you. Yes, believe he's you. always been a perfect gentleman. He's amazing. I love him. He's awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to working with him. He sounds great. I'm sure since you're best friends with him or close friends with him, uh, I will be seeing you there. 
<laughs> definitely be talking more about uh, spiritual stuff. And For sure. I, I can almost I, I can almost guarantee you I'll have some more stuff to sh tell you about when it comes to gig opportunities because they just keep yeah out. like I think I'm manifesting really well. Good. Yeah. Right now, if you just keep on, you know, writing down what's coming, the good things, and 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 mm -hmm. talking about it. And uh, working towards leveling yourself up, of course, then that new level will have a bunch of stuff for you. And it's it's sure. happening, you know. Yeah, that's happening. Sounds like you figure out the formula. Yeah, just <laughs> crack the code. Crack the Play code. <laughs> well, want. it's working for you. It's working for you. Yeah. <laughs> We're good. So is there um, anything else that you want to tell the audience that you haven't mentioned before? Hmm. Um, I think I mentioned quite a bit. <laughs> I think he's good. Instagram. My Instagram is hi, call me Chris. Mm -hmm. So H-I-C-A-L-L. M E C H R I S. Mm -hmm. um, just look for me at the bookstore. Look for me uh, on the at concert venues. I guess here in the near future. Look for me on the television. I will be there. Very good. Very good. And congratulations again. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, then thank you. Thank you. Here. For being here with us thank you moon girl thank you to our audience and as always many blessings and we love you bye guys bye.